What's up, everybody, and welcome into episode eight. Episode eight, Ocho, Views from the Horseshoe Podcast. We got Darius. We got Rob. Yes, sir. Whole crew's back. We back in this thing. Like we supposed to be. Like a chicken went number. How was y'all's, <laughs> how was y'all's week? Before Robert gets started, how was y'all's week? All right, so my week was pretty excited. You know, great time. Um, that's all. Just really excited about the talk today, about today's podcast. Everything that's going on on campus with the sports. And yeah, that's me, Rob. What about you, bro? Man, my weekend was pretty cool, man. Uh, my Titans won. Tighten up. We beat Los Angeles Rams. Big dub. Uh, My Giants also won. If we were just talking about, you know, teams that won today. First of all, we're not talking about your Giants. Yeah, no one cares about the Giants. Come on now. (laughs) Sheesh. I didn't didn't think it was like that. We're going to have to go to a video podcast just for that reaction Darius just made right there. Didn't didn't think we were out here hating, but all right. I guess that's what we do now. Are we calling it hating? We'll get into why I'm a little cocky today because of score prediction time. So we got into it last week. Somebody, somebody on this podcast had the big head then, but hey, I, yo, I was I had a good reason to have a big head. Did I not? That's all I got to say on that one. But yeah, whatever. Speaking yeah. of you know predictions and scores, let's let's get to it. You know today or not even today, but you know Saturday, more like it. MTSU went off and faced Western Kentucky. Uh, in the in the rivalry game, the hundred miles of hate, and man, if you're a Blue Raiders fan right now, you're feeling the hatred for WKU. Am I wrong? You're uh, feeling um, you're feeling hatred, um, a little bit of embarrassment. Um, I mean, just calling it like it is. That's it's a lot of embarrassment. You don't like losing rivalry games, especially with uh, seven turnovers. That's that is um. At that point, you kind of get into did we. Did we get beat or did we lose? I mean, yeah, that's a pretty good WKU team, but you, you start to ask the question of without seven turnovers, maybe just, you know, a normal game performance, you know, maybe two turnovers. Where does that put you? But as a result, you get a 48 to 21 score. That's uh, my take on it. I just got to say, we got spanked. Yeah. Badly. Yeah, I mean, that's any, any synonym for that word that you want to throw in there. Yeah, that's, that's an accurate description. Seven turnovers. In the in the running game, right? I specifically said the running game has to be. You know what? I'm not saying anymore. So you guys talked about the numbers when it came to turnovers and how Western Kentucky had seven, and the MTSU defense had none as far as takeaways and turnovers are. You know, are out there. But you spoke about the running game and MTSU's running game was a lot better Saturday, believe it or not, than what has been the past couple, you know, games, or pretty much over the entire course of the season up until this point. Uh, MTSU had 123 rushing yards, and compared to that to Western Kentucky, 71. So I wouldn't say it's really the rushing game that was the big issue here. I think the issue here was the offense overall. Because when you guys look at those seven turnovers, Six of those are by way of interception. And then one of those is by a fumble, you know, drop. So when we're speaking about, you know, what happened with MTSU this weekend, we can look no further than the QB spot. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a good point. The whole offense, just as a whole, was very subpar. I mean, 
part of that is a result of quarterback play just because, I mean, you're in your third and fourth string quarterback now. I do have to kind of play the counterpoint there, Darius, though. Your leading rusher only had 18 carries for 78 yards. Meanwhile, you've got your, your third or fourth string quarterback, whichever way you want to look at it, throwing 41 times. Name any other school in the country that's throwing the ball 41 times. <laughs> 41 times with their third or fourth string quarterback. That, that'll that tell you where the running game's at. I mean, yeah, you you know, you you had more yards than you have the past few weeks, but some of that's in garbage time. 17 of those yards are by your quarterback. So I get what you're saying, yeah, but if you're throwing 41 times with and you're that deep into your quarterback rotation, that that's not a good sign. For the offense, yeah, but for the running game too. I think they kind of they, – they play off one another. Rob, what you think? I mean, five interceptions and then another interception and a you know, forced fumble. So, I mean, turnover was the killer. Turnovers were definitely the catalyst. Um, kind of going back to the rushing game, I feel like, I mean, 78 yards, that's not bad for our leader rusher, but it should be at least in the hundreds if we were looking to compete. So, And you spoke about MTSU's um, quarterback throwing, you know, a, a number of times. <coughs> God. Man, I'm about to die over there. There's is choked up by this performance. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I just I really don't know what to say about Our this. Our offense is going to kill Darius. <laughs> Pretty much, but so you spoke about that, but Bailey Zappi, the QB on the other side, threw 50 times, you know, or attempted 50 passes and only got 29 attempts. That's so their system when, though. But when you're speaking about that could be the system that we use as well, but it's not because we're at a point to where our QB depth isn't where it needs to we, be. We have no quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. Because taking Chase out of the starting lineup with his injury and, you know, he's going to be out for the rest of the season is what, you know, what I've heard, what's been yeah, reported so yeah. far. So these yeah, are... It's going to be tough to come back from that this year. Yeah, exactly. So these two guys, um, Nick, man, his last name is very Vitaito. hard. Vitaito. I think and, that's right. I would hope so. And then Michael DeLillo, there I don't know what's what's gonna happen with them with having both of them play, you know, this upcoming game this week. But MTSU has a real QB controversy and they're gonna have a real QB problem if this continues to go the way that it's going. Certainly. Because there's no way it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, you know. Stock still could be out there being the quarterback. And if he's throwing six interceptions, you're never going to win. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Never. I mean, uh, they could put me out there. I don't – you know, you always hear it from a fan's perspective. Of, I could do better than that. You know, they're terrible. I mean, but I I think it would pre be pretty difficult for me to throw five interceptions just because after three I would be so embarrassed I probably wouldn't throw it again. <laughs> well, no, here's the thing. The it, <laughs> it would be difficult for you to throw five interceptions because after you do that fifth one, you're on the bench. So Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And but the thing is, there was no bench to go to. No. So you you <laughs> you have to sit out there, and you have to keep going out there, and keep throwing, and keep running, and you know keep up the playbook, keep doing, you know things that I guess are working. Maybe it was me, but when I was watching the game, it seemed like the game plan wasn't really built for the two quarterbacks that they had. Exactly. Um and. 
since the game plan wasn't really for them, I, I guess they weren't really as prepared as they should have been. You're, you're, you, the game plan looked like you were going to be throw heavy because you know you can't run, but you don't have a quarterback that's prepared to throw heavy. Because Delillo, he hasn't he hasn't been a passing threat all year, really. I mean, that's not a knock against him. You just see, I mean, even in a game like this where Vitaito has five interceptions, guess how many do, passes Delillo throws? He threw five passes. I mean, he's just not he's not a passing quarterback which is an odd thing to hear I mean you are can really only think of Taysom Hill that's the only other exception to that because he just he I mean he goes out there tackles people he punts Taysom Hill does whatever but it's just it's it's a weird situation you you set up to throw because you know you're not gonna be able to run because you haven't ran all year but you don't you don't you obviously didn't prepare your quarterback well enough to because I mean Western's defense isn't just a juggernaut. I mean, you, you could you, you can score on them, and I mean, yeah, you put up twenty one, but when you when you lose by twenty seven, I mean, you kind of wonder what at what point WKU just kind of let their foot off the gas. So I I agree with what you're saying. It was if they had an offensive plan, which I don't think they did. It's that's about as bad as you can execute it with five yeah. picks from your starter. I mean, that's 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 rough. I mean, well, you can't throw the ball or run the ball, and you're trying to win a game. That's very difficult. You can't win. Yeah, you, you, can't, you win. can't. I mean, MTSU's only hope in that kind of game is what we've seen at earlier points in the year, where maybe your defense just outscores them. May, maybe you can get enough turnovers from your defense that. Imagine that. Imagine a school. Imagine we beat Western. Don't score on offense. It's, <laughs> it's just a, a read, a read interception return for a touchdown. You know, DQ returning one for a touchdown. That that if you bet on that, you'd be a very rich man after that. And so we we talk about the defense, and I think the the key piece to talk about with defense is they were tired. Yeah. Oh yeah. They were out there for you know a good amount of snaps. If you're a defensive starter, and if you're defensive secondary, you're out there a good majority of the game just because your team can't keep the ball. So those are easy. You know. Those are easy things that you can forget about when you're on the opposing side, but they were tired. There's literally yeah, nothing it, they could do out there. They could perform 100% perfect f- for the start of that game, and it, it's not going to matter because when you when you know every time your offense goes out there, they're going to turn it over, and half the time it's in plus territory. What's I mean, it, you don't want to say defense is just going to quit eventually, but I mean – Imagine you're out there, Rob. You know, you, you, you plan DB. You're kind of holding your own at the beginning, which WKU did kind of a – I mean, they're a fast offense. They're, they're going to have success. But, you know, you're out there playing. You do get a stop or you hold them to a field goal. I mean, you come back on the sideline, though, and then you're right back out there after your quarterback throws a pick on a slant and then they return it to your own 30. So, I mean, it's just – it's demoralizing. Like, it doesn't matter how good you play – at a certain point, when you have no faith in your offense, it's going to affect you. Some so people may act like it doesn't, but it, it will. So, like, the slag is really put on your defense to make something happen because if it, nothing happens on the defensive end, it is just like, I mean, we're letting this game just slip. Yeah, because so, yeah, you, know. you know it's not your fault because you're like, hey, I've just our defensive line just played 100 snaps that game and couldn't rotate. But, we, you know, we've got two quarterbacks out here that just don't – not only are they not making anything happen, really, they're they're making things happen for the Hilltoppers. So it's it was just a complete mess. I mean, just so, a mess. Like you guys said, not a great week to be a Blue Raider fan. But this weekend, 
I think is a bit of optimism if you're a Blue Raiders fan, right? Because you're facing a team who hasn't won a game in eight games. They're on a, an eight-game losing streak. Think about that. FIU's bad. They're, they're, they're not good, yeah. They haven't won a game since the beginning of the season. So they're one and eight right now. So MTSU goes into this game thinking what, Rob? I feel like MTSU needs to have a great offensive game plan. Like Stock still needs to have something like pulling tricks out the bag. The defense needs to be very like rested and very, you know what I'm saying, like nutrition, everything. Whatever you got to do to get your defense back to where they were getting pick sixes and they shutting down people and you able to have the ball on your own. 30, 40 yard line, like you got to do it this week. I mean, okay, the passing game, the running game, it's not always going to be pretty, but you got to have something in your bag to where we could like hit this every single time. We know we can get a first down. We know we can score. So that's what I feel. Yeah, I mean, uh, FIU, you only beat them by three last year. So it's, I mean, yeah, it's two different teams, but you've kind of shown that if you don't, if you don't play ball, I mean, we we talked about it back when we were preparing to face Connecticut, I mean, probably the worst team in college football. But it's kind of one of those situations. MTSU shouldn't lose this one, and we'll get to predictions here in a second. I, I don't predict that they will lose this one, but that's why you line up and play the game. I mean, this FIU team did – I mean, they only lost to Central Michigan, who's had a pretty decent year by four at Central Michigan. So, I mean, that's – that. they've won one game, and that probably wasn't the best game they've played just because I, I don't even know who they played in that one game. It's L, it says LIU here. Any <laughs> any guesses? Any guesses, gentlemen? What is LIU? Louisiana. They, do, they don't even – on Google, they don't even have a logo. <laughs> I mean – Louisiana Institute University. Sure. Uh, yeah. It's an institute and a university. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. Yeah, I mean, but – the LIU Sharks. That tells me nothing. Sharks? But yeah, Sharks. <laughs> yeah, I, that's – the. It's normally you're not a very good team when your win isn't the best game that you played. Your, your, your best game of the year, you still lost by four. Now, yeah, it was on the road, and Central Michigan's a little bit better. The Chippewas are having a decent year. But let's – y'all ready to get to predictions? I'm, I've, I've talked about – we've talked about football. And yeah, I, yeah. I, and I think – before, let me preface predictions with this. MTSU is 3-0 at home this season. So every time they've come home, after all these long road trips and after all these you know away games, they come home and they always win in front of the home crowd. So home cooking. starting with that, Robert, let's hear your prediction. Who do you got this week, MTSU or FIU? I got MTSU. Uh, as score-wise, I kind of went low, so I'm going to go high this time. I'm going to go MTSU 35, FIU 7. That's what I'm going to go. Darius, you can go next because I oh, um, yeah. I won last week. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we heard it already. Um, so. No, no, we didn't actually. <laughs> I said we would. <laughs> Good try trying to slip it past there, but I actually said, I actually said we'll get into it later. I'm still going to gloat, but. I'll let you go now. All right. So the point spread for totals is 56 points. Um, so in my mind, MTSU goes out there and they put up a dog fight against FIU. I don't really see any being terribly close. So on that note, I am going to go with MTSU 42, FIU 28. And that's what I got. Champ is here. Um, I'll go the champ of last da, da, da. week. Hey, you're only as good as your most recent performance, and that was a win. So. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna milk this. I'm gonna go. I don't think it's gonna be quite as high scoring for us this week. I think FAU may maybe keeps it close. F- FIU. What I say? FAU. Sorry, I'm thinking of the Owls. Never mind. FIU. I'm thinking. I'm thinking 31-10. I'm thinking maybe FIU keeps this a little close just because you've got such flux at the quarterback situation right now. If you don't come out hot and you give a team life, you're you're going to be in trouble. I do think we pull away in the second half, though, after after we make some halftime adjustments. Maybe we can run it decently this week. I'll go 31-10 with MTSU on top. All right, so you guys heard it there. 31-10 from Dylan. You got which wide receiver scoring in? 35 to 7. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't see them only scoring seven points. I'm, I, I just can't do it. And then you had, uh, gosh, 42 to 28 from me. So those are our score predictions for this week. As you guys can see, we're, you know, we're transitioning to basketball season. But we're going to take a quick break before we get there. And when we return from the break, you hear me do a couple of interviews with, you know, a couple of basketball players. On the MTSU squad, Darius out on the court this week, securing interviews. Yes, yeah. sir, out there having fun. You on know, the grind. All the, the guys time. were really excited to talk. So, and I was really excited to talk to them. So, we'll have that when we come back after the break. Views from the Horseshoe Podcast. All right, everybody, and welcome back to Views from the Horseshoe Podcast. I'm here with Jalen White of MTSU's basketball team. Jalen, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself, man? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Excited for the season. I just want to know, with you being a uh, Murfreesboro native and everything, how does it feel to play for your local team? Oh, it feels amazing. I'm really excited for people that I've known my whole entire life to come out and see the games and uh, just to be able to support Murfreesboro, Tennessee, and Middle Tennessee basketball. All right, and with this being your first season with MTSU, how does that feel for you and uh, how excited are you for that? It feels great. I'm really excited just to be a part of the team that I've seen for my whole entire life growing up here, and um, I'm just really excited to get the season started. Great. So talk with me about how how has the team been meshing since the start of preseason and training camp? We've meshed very well. We've hung a lot off the court and um, just tried to build chemistry, and I think we've done a really good job of just building friendship outside of basketball. All right, so speaking of that, what's your favorite team memory so far? We had a couple of team bonding events. Um, we went to the escape room, and we also did like a bowling night, and it was uh, pretty fun. We had a lot of fun. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, and what should Blue Raiders fans expect, you know, with this season coming up, and uh, what's, what's going to be your impact out there on the court? I think they're going to see me being a great teammate at all times and always just putting the team first and trying to win the game. Josh Jefferson. I'm a 6'2 guard from New Omni, Indiana. All right, everybody, and welcome back to Views from the Horseshoe Podcast. I'm sitting here with Josh Jefferson. Josh, how are you doing today? I'm not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Now, with you transferring here from all the way from Wisconsin and growing up in Illinois, tell me how it feels to live in the South. Man, it just feels good, you know, a lot closer to home, a lot better weather, and great team, so I'm excited to be here. Gotcha. And uh, Coach McDevitt talked about you and some others being a part of, like, the super senior groups. And I just want to know, how does that have an impact on your team this year? Uh, yeah, with age comes experience. And we have a lot of talented, experienced guys that's played in a lot of games, been in a lot of different uh, scenarios and stuff. So, you know, just being able to talk to the younger guys and having experience and things can help in the long run. All right. And, you know, the season can be pretty long, you know, depending on – know where you guys' bye weeks are, where your breaks are. So uh, tell me what exactly you do outside of playing basketball in school, you know, to, like, relax and, you know, take, like, a mental break from the game. 
Uh, yeah, you gotta take a mental break sometimes, cause if you if this is all you're doing every day for a year straight, you're gonna crash out eventually. So, in my free time when I'm not doing homework or playing ball, I'm just relaxing, chilling with my teammates, playing the game, and that's about it. I don't really do too much. So. All right. So which which games you playing? Art? Oh yeah, 2K and Warzone is my biggest right now. 2K and Warzone. Right. So who the best? Who's the best 2K player? The best 2K player is myself, and then we be on Madden a lot on the team. And I'm the best in that as well. But then it goes to Donovan Sims. And then Jalen Jordan is the worst. That's all I know. So all I heard is we got some competition. And Jalen Jordan, they, they called you out, bro. They called you out. All right. And uh, what should fans expect to see from the Blue Raiders basketball team this season? Uh, just uh, a lot of players going to play hard and turn things around. Gotcha. And what's your favorite team memory so far? I know you haven't been on the team very long. But tell me, tell me, you know, what's the thing that you think about that gives you the most joy? Um, I just ha- like how off the court, how j- how much we gel, and how everybody's so cool, and how much we want to win. You know, nobody's going into this season paying attention to any of the negative uh, narratives that are going on. You know, we're coming in here expecting to win a championship. So my favorite part is just being around the guys and the coaching staff. Cool. All right, you guys heard it here first on Views from North Street Podcast. We'll be back after the break. everybody and welcome back to views from the horseshoe podcast big shout out and big thank yous to Jalen white and josh jefferson both of those interviews really excited for the basketball season to start up first sure. game is tuesday good stuff yes, good stuff from them. shout out hey hey let's take a pause for a second robert shout out darius shout out darius big for shout out to darius i was on the grind getting those interviews hey we, we dog him on score predictions <laughs> but man i'll give credit where credit's due hey yo so, i I just want to say excited for the opportunity to go out and talk to those guys. Those guys were very entertaining. Obviously, you know, as you guys can tell, they're very excited about the season, and so am I. Yes, so, sir. with their first game being Tuesday against Brescia, 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 we'll put a poll up and see what the people think about pronouncing it. I, I have Brescia. That sounds right to me. So it sounds like a fancy water brand. Like you, you go buy flavored water. You want to tell you what? It's sounding like a flavored water, but to me, you want to tell you what it sounds like to me? It sounds like a W. It's time for yeah, us to does. go out there and eat some Ws. What a, what what a transition. Yeah, what, what, <laughs> what did, what did Jameis Winston say? Time to eat some Ws. He's going to eat a dub. Yeah. yeah. So against this game Tuesday, Tuesday at 5 o'clock is when it starts. I expect the Blue Raiders to go out there and start hot and go out there and get us a dub out on the court. Rob, what you feeling? Man, I feel the same way, bro. I feel like it's going to be a great game, great W. And, uh, yeah, I feel like – are we doing predictions on basketball too? Or you know? I, score, don't know, score I don't know, I don't know about game. that one. I should wait till later in the season. Basketball score predictions are hard. They're, they're, hard a lot, they're a lot harder just because you never know who's playing what game. So I think it, it might be easier to do later in the season, but right now, I don't know. I'm just going to give them a dub regardless of what the score is. The score could be, you know, 48 to 27, or hey, it could be, you know. When you're hot, you're hot. I'll throw out 96 to 54. We'll, just, uh, we'll throw that out there. Throw it on the wall and see see what happens. I mean, when we play in the glass house, it's a different atmosphere in there. So uh, I feel like it should be, i say 35, 20. 
I don't know where no. you're going with this. 35. Because th- are we talking about halftime or like the first quarter? <laughs> like the first half? We're talking basketball, Rob. <laughs> it's, the fir- it's the first game. Okay, look, look, look. This, this is my philosophy. The, no. It's the first game of the no. season. There's no so way. it's going to be a lot of people out there with shaky hands. No you know? way. You're just rooting for boring basketball, aren't you, Rob? You I'm said 35 points. For- what are we playing? JV? Yes. Like <laughs> JV middle school <laughs> basketball? There's no way. I, We're going to end no, with we, 35 I'm a, points I'm at any game. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 55. Still not enough. Still low. What? Stick with it. Yeah, stick 55? with it. 55 to what? All right, we're gonna do 55, 30. <laughs> <laughs> so they're only going out there and they're only shooting 15 shots, right? So I predicted what 160 points and Rob's <laughs> <laughs> Rob's coming in about 72, <laughs> 75, something like that. All right, so we're gonna talk with Rob off the air about how basketball works because I think he just might be a little bit confused. <laughs> they have a three pointer in the game now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if you just realized this or not, but basketball is becoming you know a lot more than you know those free throws and two pointers that they used to shoot back in the days. But I love messing with Rob. That's what I do. Yeah, it, it's sure. always fun, but. Speaking on basketball still, the season is starting and MTSU's men's team hasn't really had a lot to a lot of success recently. But I'll tell you who has? The women. The women. Obviously. The, women the women's team told. went out there and last season and they they did the thing. Like that's how, that's that's really the only way I can describe it without, you know. And they still doing their thing. Women run the world, you know. Yo, that's what Beyonce said. And this hey, is yo. a women women's athletics podcast. <laughs> hey, yo, look, we we might we might get more views with that one. I don't know. Hey, so I, I know I know I know how our audience works. I, don't say I don't have a pulse on the audience. It's okay. You don't have a pulse on it. <laughs> okay, thanks. <laughs> Whatever. And and so we're we're speaking about the women's team and. They also play Tuesday, and they have the prime time slot of seven p.m. Like yes, ECU. Sir. Think think about that. the 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 men's team is so I don't want to say forgotten about. It just shows the state of the programs yes. right now. The, the men's team is in such a rebuild at this point that the women's team is bringing in the numbers, and it it has something to do with opponents too. I mean, ECU, you've got a, a decent opponent. I mean, ECU's known in sports. I mean, we yeah, we still don't even know who Breski is. Yeah, we're debating Brescia. if we're even saying the men's opponent right. So I don't, yeah. we still can't get on their website. It's still right. It's still not secure. Still, still a firewall put up. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> part part of no it picture, is no part picture. of it is the opponent. But yeah, you're definitely right. It's who's you know. What have you done for me lately? That's that's a big part of the sports world now. And if you're the women's team, you, you've done a lot more recently. Yes. Even though you do have you do have a young team this year, a lot of a lot of underclassmen on this women's team, a lot and of freshmen, a lot of rebuild. Rob, what you saying? Talented friend? freshmen, but yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, even if they're a freshman team, you go out there and you put up ninety three to fifty two against yeah. Martin Methodist or whatever team they are. That's UT Southern now is that right? Yeah, yeah, UT yeah, Southern. But yeah, Martin Methodist. That's, 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 what that's what everybody knows him as. Very it's a new convincing transition. win with um, Jalen Gregory, who is a freshman, putting up thirty-two. Yeah, it's I've got some national attention for that too. I mean, yeah, it was because of the quote too. But anytime you're getting you're getting retweets, you're getting reposted, getting highlights out there on the national scale, you know, there's a little bit of attention to this team. So yes, and so. Well deserved. Exactly. And I think that the women's team goes out Tuesday night and, you know, they, they get it done. Takes care of business. Yeah. yeah I don't too. see any, I don't see anything else happening, you know, you know, 
unless it's like an earthquake and yeah, the game. Gets that's what Rob was thinking of. Rob, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> Rob's of. like those dogs that can sense an earthquake coming. He <laughs> he just he just knows it's gonna happen. <laughs> yes. And so, with the women's team playing tomorrow, Rob, will you be in attendance? I will not be in attendance. Ooh. Um, I have class, so. That's okay. Acceptable. Yeah. I guess that's somewhat acceptable. Will you be there? Yeah, will you be there, sir? Yes, I will be there for both games. This is the season I've been looking forward to the absolute most. So, if there's a game there, that's what I'm going to be doing. Darius is there. Yes. Representing. Always what time does the game there. start? 5 o'clock for the guys, 7 p.m. for the girls. You guys are going to see me there, so, you know, come speak. Actually, I'll be there for the girls' game. I just won't be there for the guys' game. I'll be there for the girls' That's okay. Okay, so okay, so we, we one out of two, that's not too bad, 50%. You know, that's still an F, but it's all, it's all good. It's all good. But on that note, that's it. That's today's podcast episode. Obviously, looking forward to... To know, continuing our interviews, continuing to get more people on the podcast. Maybe we can actually get them in the studio one of these days. So, on that note, it's a lot bigger studio now. I just, I will say that before we go out now, I'm not. I do miss rubbing shoulders with you, gentlemen. But it's, uh, it was, it would get a little packed in there, a little bit warm sometimes. Yeah, everybody has their own mic now. We, we, yeah, I got my own mic, my own headphones. Yeah, we're we're out here. We're 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 leveling up (laughs) as the podcast goes on. And I'm really excited to see, you know, what this goes into and what this becomes. But if you guys didn't know where to listen to us, Rob, where can they find us? Man, you can find us on all podcasting platforms. Yes, sir. All podcasting platforms. Spotify, Apple Music, you know, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast from, that's where we're going to be. But until then, we will see you guys next time.